What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Jimmy Mullen Podcast. We're doing another solo episode today, and this is going to be the first of a little, I guess, mini-series, if you could call it that, uh, series within the podcast. Uh, I'm looking to do uh, some things like this uh, now as well as in the future, uh, where I'm going to be taking a look at television shows and giving my thoughts on said shows. Uh, whether it's going to be season by season or the entire show as a whole in one episode, just depending on how long the show is. Uh, and with our first uh, discussion for a show, uh, I'm going to be splitting it up uh, per season as it is not only five seasons, but each episode is about an hour long. And granted, while the first season of this show is only seven episodes, uh, I do know that I am in for a wild ride uh, throughout the rest as uh, I think seasons two, three, and four have 13 and season five has 16 episodes. I looked at the episode count, but I didn't really look much into it after that because I didn't want to spoil myself for everything that goes on in the show. And of course, if you couldn't tell by the title of this, I am talking about Breaking Bad. This is my first time going through Breaking Bad uh, as I have never seen the show prior to uh, doing this project for the podcast. Uh, I've been meaning to watch the show for a very long time. Uh, it's just been a matter of, I don't know, just actually getting around to it, uh, along with the fact that there's a bunch of other shows and movies that I was watching in the meantime, and uh, this wasn't like at the top of the list, uh, but I ended up deciding to bring it all the way to the top because of the absurd amount of memes and all sorts of uh, talk about this show, along with its spinoff, Better Call Saul, uh, especially that I've seen in the last two years. Memes about this show are pretty much inescapable. They're everywhere. Uh, there are all sorts of out-of-context moments uh, from the show that have been turned into memes that I, for the most part, haven't really understood very well at all because of the fact that I hadn't seen the show. But uh, even with just watching the first season, I caught a couple of uh, quote-unquote meme moments as well as uh, some other things in relation to the show. Uh, certain plot points and character names and things like that have already come up, and there's also plenty that hasn't come up. We haven't even been introduced to characters like Gus or Mike or Saul Goodman yet. Uh, I know those characters by name and the actors that play them uh, because I've seen them in other things. Uh, Bob Odenkirk, I know him from How I Met Your Mother and Nobody and other things. Uh, John Carlo Esposito, I know him as Moff Gideon in The Mandalorian. So, yeah, there's there's a whole lot of uh, cross stuff because of the fact that these people are actors. So I do recognize them outside of other things. And, of course, Brian Cranston is in a ton of shit and Aaron Paul. So, you know, I, I've seen these people before. I was also inspired to finally watch this show because uh, about a year ago at this point, my mom and her fiance watched the show uh, in its entirety on Netflix. And my mom was even saying like, this show is so good. You have to watch it. And I was just like, okay. And then I, I, I mean, I, I was gonna watch it around the same point and I just kind of forgot uh, along with being recommended uh, by tons of friends of mine over the years. Uh, even Scott, my friend Scott here on the podcast, he recommended it to me on the show. So, I mean, I, I hope you're happy, man. I'm finally doing it. So, yeah, outside of like out of context memes and stuff, I don't really know much about the show 
uh, other than what I've seen so far, obviously. Uh, my mom also went to Cancun pretty recently with my aunts on a little girl's trip, and she came home with this Los Poyos Hermanos t-shirt, uh, which, I mean, this has not come up in the show yet, but I figured I'd show it off because I guess I now have bootleg uh, Breaking Bad merch, but uh, and I haven't worn it yet because I haven't gone up to the part in that show. I don't want to feel like a fake fan or anything. Uh, it was just like a little fun gift from my mom. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, pretty much all I knew going into Breaking Bad. Um, I, didn't, I didn't really know what else to, you know, expect or anything. I knew it was about, uh, uh, you know, two guys cooking meth. And uh, yeah, that was, that was pretty much it. So um, for those of you who have not seen the show... Uh, a little bit of a synopsis uh, based on everything in the first season without giving any spoilers. Uh, Breaking Bad is a show that premiered in 2008 on AMC in the U.S. It was created by Vince Gilligan. Uh, it tells the story of Walter White, played by Brian Cranston. He's a high school chemistry teacher that gets diagnosed with lung cancer. And now that his time alive is limited, he feels that he wants to, he feels that he wants to use his skills as a crystallologist uh, as well as having a lot of knowledge in chemistry and science uh, to make crystal meth and sell it to tons of people all across Albuquerque, New Mexico, so that way he can leave his family with a ton of wealth after he passes on. He enlists the help of his former student, Jesse Pinkman, played by Aaron Paul, uh, to partake in this. And we basically just sit back and watch this whole story unfold and how many dark turns it takes, especially even in the first episode. The first episode is fucking crazy alone. And that's like nothing compared to like shit that happens, especially towards the end of the first season. Other notable people so far include Walt's pregnant wife, Skylar. Uh, she's played by Anna Gunn. Uh, also his son, Walter Jr., played by RJ Mitty. Hank, who is Walt and Skylar's brother-in-law. He's played by Dean Norris. And Marie, who is Hank's wife, Skylar's sister, uh, she's played by Betsy Brandt, along with a couple of other uh, recurring people and stuff. But like those those people are like the main characters of this show. So Walt, Jesse, Skyler, Walt Jr., Hank and Marie are pretty much the the core focus of this first season, at least. So uh, my goal pretty much with this series is that I'm going to be talking about each of the episodes uh, per season, uh, what happens in each episode uh, and then give my thoughts on the season as a whole uh, at the end and give my thought and, uh, you know, things that I'm looking forward to seeing. Uh, and like I said, I don't know much about this show. I've only seen the first season so far. And from what I've seen so far, this shit is crazy. And I am all here for the ride. So, uh, yeah, this is a bit of a different thing that I'm doing. And it's something I'd like to do more in the future. So if you guys have any feedback, uh, please let me know in the comments below. Uh, here on YouTube, I've either that or if you're listening on Spotify or any of the podcast platforms, leave some feedback in the Q&A section. I know Spotify has got like a thing where you can do that. So uh, if you have any feedback or any uh, concerns or comments or questions or anything, please feel free to leave them uh, down below. And uh, I don't know, let's have a let's have a discussion. Uh, and of course, I guess this is your final warning. Uh, if you have not seen Breaking Bad, this will contain spoilers. I'm going to be talking about everything that happens in the show uh, throughout these podcasts that I'm going to be doing. So this is going to be season one. We're covering season one today. 
Uh, the next episode will not be about Breaking Bad Season 2, uh, but I'm probably going to be covering that in early January. So uh, I do have a couple of episodes I'm going to be putting out beforehand, you know, to round out the end of the year. Uh, but Season 2 discussions will be uh, throughout January. Uh, at some point in January, I will be posting a podcast in discussion for Season 2. And I have not started it yet as of recording this. I wanted to get this out before I went on to the next season. Uh, and I'm going to be doing the same thing for each season. So uh, be warned. Spoilers for Breaking Bad. If you want to watch the show yourself, at least in the U.S. right now, it is on Netflix as of the end of 2022. I know in a couple of years, the contract is set to expire for Breaking Bad. So it's going to be leaving Netflix, I think, in like 2025 or something. So uh, if you're watching this a couple of years down the line, it might not be on Netflix. I don't know. Uh, but as of right now, December 2022, uh, the show is on Netflix. So uh, go ahead and watch it. It's great so far. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. And yeah, without further ado, let's get started. Let's talk about episode one, the pilot. I have a shit ton of notes here talking about all of that. So yeah. Uh, anyway, episode one, the pilot. Got to scroll all the way back up. So the opening scene of the show takes place toward the end uh, of the episode chronologically. It shows like a little preview of what you're about to see, basically. Uh, and then the episode will basically unfold into what happens that you know we get to see in the beginning. So uh, Walter and Jesse are trying to get as uh, far away from uh, Desert Fire as possible after two people uh, have been apprehended. And Walt records a message on a camera for his wife and son as he leaves his wallet and camera on the ground uh, before he runs away. At first, I was like, okay, like, is this like a preview to like the end of the season or like what's going on? No, this, all this stuff happens in like the first episode, which is, which is crazy. So uh, we find out, you know, as the episode starts, uh, we find out that Walt is a chemistry teacher and also washes cars to make extra money. And this man is absolutely miserable. He hates his life. He's, you know, he, he's not satisfied. Uh, you know, his wife is kind of on his ass about a lot of things. And he's, he's just not happy. So uh, we meet his wife, Skylar, and his son, Walter Jr. Uh, Walter Jr. is also disabled. He walks around with crutches. And his wife, Skylar, is pregnant. They are expecting their second child. And while the marriage may not be all of uh, his issues, and I, I doubt they are because it seems like he really loves his family, uh, the man is just miserable. He's just not happy in life. You know, he hates the fact that, you know, his family is, you know, not as wealthy. You know, they, they do kind of struggle a little bit with money, uh, hence why he has to not only uh, be a chemistry teacher, but he also has to wash cars uh, on the side, and he's just not happy with that. His wife throws him a surprise 50th birthday party uh, where he's constantly reminded of the fact that he's old and he's just, he's just not happy about that. Like he's like, he's just, I don't know, like he, he didn't really want a surprise party and it just kind of happened. And now he just kind of has to deal with it. Uh, and at this party, uh, he sees a drug bust that's being reported on the news on TV and is fascinated by the amount of money uh, that gets confiscated because, of course, this is dirty drug money. So the police, of course, confiscate it and he sees how much money uh, was confiscated and this kind of intrigues him. While he's doing some work at a car wash, he faints and passes out uh, on the job and he ends up going to the hospital where he is diagnosed with lung cancer. Uh, throughout the 
a little bit of the first part of the episode, you see him coughing a lot, and uh, this ends up leading to the diagnosis. And this is strange for him because he doesn't smoke, and, uh, you know, this was like, that's kind of like one of the leading causes for lung cancer, so he's kind of confused as to why. And uh, so far, at least, that hasn't really been answered. Uh, It might not even get answered, I don't know. He doesn't tell his wife about it, at least at first, however. He just tells her that he's fine. Uh, clearly, he's not really doing so well, but, you know, he kind of just brushes it off and he tells her he's fine. Uh, probably just because he needs some time to process the whole thing because having cancer is a big deal. We also get a scene where he called off his boss and pretty much told him to fuck off and that he quits. He's not happy with working there. He gets treated like shit. His boss just doesn't really care for his well-being. He's always yelling at him about something and calling him old and slow and all that. And he's just, yeah, like, fuck you, I'm out of here. He, like, gets in his face and screams at him and walks off. He does not tell his wife about this, however, because, of course, she would not be happy because of the fact that they don't make as much money and he was really only there so he could make the extra money. Walt asks Hank, his brother-in-law, about possibly joining him on a stakeout as he's really curious about how these things go down. So while on this stakeout, as he's experiencing and watching all of this go down, uh, someone named Emilio gets arrested. Walter looks to the distance to the house next door uh, where someone else who was involved in the situation Uh, is trying to get away, uh, we see Jesse Pinkman, who is a former student of his, uh, falling out of a window after having sex with uh, the neighbor of the house. It turns out Jesse is the mastermind behind the meth. He's the one cooking it. And Walt ends up going to his house later on to ask him if he'd like to assist in cooking meth with him. At this point, now that Walt has been diagnosed with lung cancer, and he knows that his time is limited, and seeing how much money you could make off of creating, cooking, and selling crystal meth, uh, he decides that he's going to enlist the help of Jesse to make some and distribute it so that way he can make money and provide it to his family before he passes on. So to start off, Walter White buys an RV in order to cook the meth out of because obviously he can't do it in his own home, so they decide to buy an RV. As they get out to the desert, they meet up with Emilio, who had just been arrested and was now back on the streets, along with another individual. And since Walter is pretty much an expert at cooking crystal meth because he's a genius in crystallology, after they point guns at Walt and Jesse, Walt offers to teach them how to make it as long as their lives are spared. They agree, and Emilio throws a lit cigarette out the window, That spreads into a fire, of course, because the air in the desert is very dry. So because of the fact that a fire has started, Walt makes the crazy decision to make some phosphine gas and uses it to knock them out because, of course, they have guns and he's scared of the fact that he's going to die. Uh, So he decides to use the phosphine gas to knock them unconscious. Walter tries to put the fire out to no avail, so he grabs Jesse and puts masks on the both of them, and they drive for a bit. Walt stands in the middle of the desert, half naked in his underwear, because he doesn't want his clothes getting all smelly and smelling like crystal meth. I guess a call was made about the fire, and we see three fire trucks drive by, and they see Walt naked and don't really even bat an eye to it. 
And we don't really see everything in the first episode. A lot of the stuff that we don't see is explained in episode two. So Walt comes home and has a rejuvenation of good feelings. And yeah, that's the first episode. They, they kind of leave out a lot uh, in the first episode. A lot of it is explained more in the second one. Uh, but honestly, I think this was a pretty good pilot. It kind of leaves me asking questions as to what the hell happened. Uh, you know, like, are these people dead or are they going to die? Like, what's what's going on there? Uh, what's the situation with the RV now that it's fucking fucked up and they can't uh, get it back? Like, what's uh, what's going on there? But a lot of that uh, gets explained in episode two, The Cat's in the Bag. Uh, the RV gets towed back up to the road. Uh, Walt makes up a whole story that they didn't see the ditch and uh, that's why they're out there and they ended up, uh, you know, getting off scot-free. Uh, we have a little meme moment where Walt tells Jesse that he has to keep the RV at his house overnight. Uh, I, I put meme moment in the notes because I, I have seen that clip online like numerous times. Uh, Emilio and his friend are actually still unconscious uh, in the RV. So they actually took these two unconscious people with them uh, because, of course, they can't leave them in the desert. Walt wakes up in the bathroom after an overwhelming night of sex and passing out, uh, of course, because a bunch of crazy shit just happened. So he feels the need to please his wife so that way she's not suspicious of anything. The next morning, Jesse calls Walt's house while he's eating breakfast with his family. Of course, Walt is not happy about the fact that he did that. Walt, of course, now has to deal with the fact that there are two people that are unconscious in this RV. And then he gets to the RV in the driveway to see that the door is open. So Walt goes driving down the road to see if he can find anything suspicious, anyone suspiciously walking around. And he finds this friend walking through the streets, dazed and confused, because he's fucked up on phosphine gas. Walt picks him up and stuffs him in the back of the car uh, and goes back to Jesse's, and they leave him locked in the basement. Meanwhile, Skyler finds Jesse's website by tracing the phone number that calls the house because Walt seemed really suspicious while on the phone, so she goes to trace the number, finds his website, uh, and sees the word MILF and questions it. I mean, granted, this was 2008, so the phrase was still a little new, I guess, to uh, internet culture and all that. We find out Emilio's friend goes by the name Crazy 8. Walt tries to find out more about Emilio and Crazy 8, trying to see how he can negotiate with them. Of course, that will be difficult because of the fact that they've been poisoned with phosphine gas. But let's see how this continues. Jesse tells him there's no way that they'll listen to reason. And of course they're not going to because they've just been knocked unconscious with phosphine gas. Walt tells him to go to the store and get some plastic bins so that way they can dispose of dead bodies if they need to. Uh, so Jesse tries to go to the store and buy the bins, but he gives up. Meanwhile, Walt goes with Skyler uh, to find out the gender of their baby. And while there, Skyler confronts him about asking who Jesse is. And Walt makes up an entire story about how Jesse sells him pot. Because uh, while they were stressing out, trying to figure out what to do with these people in their RV, uh, he smokes some weed and he actually likes it. He tells Skylar to get off his ass and she's all like pissed off about that because it doesn't seem like her husband. She's like, what the fuck's going on here? So she goes to Jesse's house and confronts him. And then we get the famous meme moment 
My name is Skylar White, yo. My husband is Walter White, yo. Uh-huh. He told me everything. Do not sell marijuana to my husband. Like, you know, that whole bullshit. Uh, so Jesse, uh, his genius ass decides to pour acid into the bathtub instead of a plastic bin. And then, of course, that acid dissolves through the bathtub and through the ceiling and down to the next floor. So now he's got a giant fucking hole in his bathtub and ceiling, which uh, is totally not suspicious at all, by the way. By the end of the episode, we cut to the desert again, and it turns out one of the gas masks that was used by Walt and Jesse was left behind. And that is where episode two ends. Uh, the pacing along uh, with this episode and the next few are a little slow, um, but it definitely picks up by the end of the season. I, I did have a bit of trouble getting through the first couple episodes. I was like, all right, like I, like I get it. Like There's a lot of shit going on, but I feel like this is going way too slow. There's a lot of exposition, not too much craziness going on. It's, you know, I, I wish a little bit more was happening. Uh, but then episode three comes around. It's called End the Bags in the River. It connects with the name of the second episode, The Cats in the Bag, because Crazy Eight reveals to Walt uh, in the basement after he wakes back up that he knows more about Walt than Walt thinks, including his name and occupation and about his son's disability, which scares Walt, of course. Crazy Eight tells him that Jesse is a blabbermouth, so Walt confronts Jesse. Jesse tries to run away from him, and as a result, Walt falls down the stairs. Jesse then takes off away from the house. Skylar's been acting a little weird because of everything that's been going on with Walt, so Marie gets a little suspicious, and, you know, her scariness and all that, and her fear of drugs and all that gets her to call Hank. Of course, Hank is notable because he's a DEA agent, uh, so... She thinks something might be up with Walter Jr. that Skyler's not telling her. So Hank decides he's going to take Walter Jr. to a meth motel. Uh, basically just a bunch of people hanging around motels that sell crystal meth to each other and do crystal meth and whatnot. Marie and Hank think that Walter Jr. is smoking pot. So Hank takes him to this motel uh, just to get an idea of the surroundings and all that and be like, hey, like, don't end up like this. Pretty much giving him a life lesson. And it turns out Jesse is actually hanging around there fucking a hooker or something. Small world, I guess. Because of the way that Walt uh, has been acting and Skylar's not too happy with him, she tells him not to come home one night. So he ends up staying at Jesse's house because of the fact that they have someone held hostage in Jesse's basement. Walt then has to make the decision on whether or not he should be killing Crazy Eight so that way there are no witnesses to the situation. We find out that Crazy Eight's real name is Domingo. Walt then tells Domingo he has cancer and they have a heart-to-heart. Domingo opens up to him about his life and Walt wants to find a reason not to kill him because Walt isn't a killer. He's a good man at heart. He just wants to do right by his family. But due to this crazy situation, they now have a dead man in their RV uh, along with another person who's got a bike lock around his neck in the basement. So after going upstairs and making a conscious decision, he decides to let Domingo go. But Walt had actually given Domingo some food and had dropped the plate when bringing it down after fainting, of course, because of his cancer. 
But when he goes to put the pieces of the plate back together up in the kitchen, he notices that a piece is missing. So, of course, he gets suspicious. And then he realizes that Domingo has that one piece of the plate that he's going to try and use to kill Walt. And that this whole heart-to-heart thing was just a way for him to get sympathy and that his life would be spared. So Walt goes back to the basement, confronts Domingo about the fact that there's a piece of the plate missing uh, and acts like he's going to let him go. Domingo then takes that piece of plate and tries to stab Walt and he's successful in doing so, stabbing Walt in the leg. But then Walt has to make the decision to kill Domingo. So he takes the bike lock and pulls it back, strangling Domingo to death. Hank and the DEA go out to the desert to the scene of the fire, and they find tracks from the camper as well as the gas mask that the kids had found. Walt also calls out of his teaching job for the first time because of his situation. He gets home to Skylar crying on the bed, and the episode ends with Walt's telling her, there's something that I have to tell you. And that is the end of episode three. This was a lot better of an episode, I feel, than episode two. A lot more went on in this one. Uh, Still a little bit slow, but a lot of progress has been made. A lot happens that sets up the premise of the show going forward, and there's a lot at stake. So we're being introduced to a lot of those ideas, and a lot of that will also unfold into the next four episodes that will end off season one. Episode four is called Cancer Man. The episode begins with Hank coming up with a plan to bust whoever is dealing this new wave of crystal meth. The episode also reveals that the police know about the missing reports of Domingo and Emilio. They are presumed dead after Domingo's car was found abandoned in the desert. They also found two grams of crystal meth in Domingo's car that Jesse and Walt had made. They had taken it to the lab, and the results came back. The lab said it is the purest crystal meth they had ever seen. So yeah, this is a pretty big deal, so they're going to be looking everywhere to try and figure out what the deal is. They also have the gas mask that was found by those kids, and they are looking to send it to Quantico to get any fingerprints or any remnants of who it could have possibly belonged to. Hank ends the meeting by saying, we've got new players in town. Albuquerque might just have a new kingpin as the camera pans to Walter White brushing his teeth in the bathroom. After the intro, we cut to Walt barbecuing with his family, including Hank and Marie, at their house. But he gets distracted by the meat sizzling, which reminds him of the fact that they pretty much melted Emilio's body and presumably Domingo's as well. Hank gives Walt Jr. some advice about having confidence in order to get a girlfriend and they talk about how Hank and Marie met, as well as how Walt and Skyler met. Walt tells a very heartwarming story about how uh, he would do crossword puzzles because he noticed that Skyler was also doing crossword puzzles. And Skyler ends up starting to cry, uh, which then prompts Walt to tell the family that he has lung cancer. Hank asks how it's even possible since he doesn't smoke. Skyler tries to come up with every possible scenario thinking maybe it goes back to 20 years ago when working in a chemistry lab. Hank tells Walt no matter what happens, he'll always take care of his family. We cut to Jesse's house, where one of his friends notices that the ceiling has a giant hole in it that leads to the bathtub. Jesse tells him that he thinks the house is just settling in and that it's been caving in left and right, which, I mean, is a little drastic considering there's a hole in the bathtub. 
I mean, that doesn't just fucking happen, but, I mean, these guys are stupid, so whatever, man. They ask Jesse if he's got any crystal meth. They say that they heard he lost his partner, Emilio, but they had heard that he skipped town or something. They don't know that he's dead. Jesse kind of brushes this off and tells him he just recently cooked the best batch ever, but says he's been laying off for a while since it's making him more paranoid. He's trying to come up with excuses just to not share the meth as well as not doing it because of the drama with Walt. Because after this whole situation, Walt and Jesse are not talking to each other. Walt has wants nothing to do with Jesse. So when his friends start to leave, Jesse gets a little upset because he's like, oh, you know, these people just want my meth and I, I want these guys to, I want to hang out with these guys. They're cool. So he pulls out the meth to get them to stay. We cut to the next day. Jesse starts smoking more of the meth he and Walt made and starts having a severe panic attack and starts hallucinating. He sees two guys on motorcycles pull up to his house with one of them pulling out a machete and the other one a grenade. So, of course, he freaks the fuck out. So he makes a run for it over the fence. And it turns out it was just two guys on bicycles putting a Jesus loves you sign on his door. So the meth was really getting to his head and really makes me not want to ever touch that shit. We cut to Walt in the bathroom, putting peroxide and a bandage on his stab wounds from the plate shard that Domingo tried to kill him with, but has trouble keeping the blood from seeping through his pants, so he's got to figure out a way to prevent that. We cut to Skyler talking on the phone with a doctor's receptionist to make an appointment for Walt, and Skyler quietly asks him to put it on a credit card, and she doesn't want Walt to know she's doing it because of the fact that their money struggles are pretty severe. And especially with Walt having cancer, they're going to have to spend a lot of money, and he's really hesitant about that. She gets him an appointment with one of the best oncologists in the nation, and it turns out the deposit she's putting on the card is $5,000. She doesn't want him worrying about the money, but he also refuses to borrow money from anyone, and he decides to tell her he's going to borrow it from his pension, which is code for, I'm going to sell crystal meth to make the money and uh, that way when I die, you won't have to worry about money ever again. Walt has a stash of money that he was hiding in an air vent in the baby's room. And Walt Jr. walks in on him as he's fumbling to keep the money together because the vent turns on and the money starts flying into the vent. And of course, you know, he's thinking, oh God, the money's lost now. What the fuck? So he freaks out when Walt Jr. walks in and Walt Jr. confronts him. He's like, why are you acting all weird? Like nothing's going on. And... Walt tries to open his mouth, and, and Walt Jr. just kind of fucks him off and walks away. A police car starts roaring their siren behind him, and thinking he's about to be busted, he pulls over, only for the cop car to race by him, and he sighs and giggles in relief. He starts getting a little paranoid because of the fact that he just killed two people and has a bunch of dirty drug money on him that he's going to use to fund his cancer treatments. Walt tries to get a parking space at the credit union until some asshole in a nice sports car decides to take his parking spot. This guy is a rich asshole who like has no care in the world. He's got a license plate that says Ken wins, so I'm assuming his name is Ken. Uh, and his character is just a piece of shit. He's got this like Bluetooth earpiece thing on that he uses to talk to people and... When he goes in the bank, he's not even, like, acknowledging anybody in there. He's just talking like a complete pompous asshole, being sexist and all sorts of shit like that. And this pisses Walt off as he just watches him and 
is disgusted by the idea of this man being so entitled. Walt takes a look at the license plate of the car as well, and this will be important later. We'll get to that. We cut to a family in a house eating dinner, uh, and a son dressed in a formal vest, trying to emulate a goody two-shoes kid, I guess. At first glance, you think like, oh, this is a nice little family. What's about to happen? They end up talking about how he's really good at playing the oboe. So all positive stuff. Then they hear a noise in the backyard. It turns out it's Jesse getting his foot caught in a chair. And it turns out that this is his parents' house, and those are his parents, and that kid in the goody two-shoes-looking outfit is his little brother. His brother's name is Jake, by the way. He ends up falling asleep in his childhood bedroom, and an entire day goes by of him just knocked out sleeping. His parents have a discussion on what drugs he could possibly be hung up on and whether or not they should allow him to stay. They even suggest possibly checking his arms for needles. Jesse tries to spend time with his brother Jake in his room looking at all his trophies and medals he's gotten, and he tells him that not everything in learning comes from books, and that if he ever needs advice, he can give him some as he's been through a lot, and that he knows a lot about the streets and stuff like that. His mom enters the room to check up on them. She insists on knowing how Jake is doing because he doesn't say anything right away, and then as soon as she leaves, Jesse kind of looks at Jake and says, hey, like, what's going on here? They think I'm some fucking criminal that they're going to corrupt their favorite son. Jake begs to differ, however, as Jesse is apparently all they ever talk about. We cut to Jesse smoking a joint outside later in the night and then comes back in his childhood bedroom and digs through his toy chest. He finds some drawings, including one of Walter White when he was his chemistry teacher. And the drawing is of Walter White with a flask up his ass. He then flips the drawing around to see that it's actually a chemistry test that he got an F on with a note that says, ridiculous, apply yourself. And then he gets all upset. We cut back to the next day uh, where Walt is looking for the money that blew through the vent and finds it on the other side of the house when Jesse comes knocking. Notably, he did wait until Skyler left. That way he wouldn't be confronted and then it wouldn't be a whole situation of them, you know, crossing paths with Skyler. Jesse tells Walt he wants to debrief about the whole situation they went through because of the fact that he can't really talk to anyone else about it because two people are fucking dead. Walt tells him to get the hell off his property, and it turns out that Jesse had $4,000 to give him as his cut from selling the rest of the meth they cooked up. And because Walt tells him to get the hell off his property, Jesse throws the money all over the backyard, and Walt has to grab a pool net and pick up all the money out from the pool. We then cut to an oncologist visit where Walt has now reached stage 3A of lung cancer. The cancer has now spread to his lymph nodes. They start to discuss the option of chemotherapy. And then while listing the side effects, Walt's ears start ringing and we cut back to Jesse's family home. We cut to the cleaning lady doing some cleaning in Jesse's room where she finds a joint in a potted plant on Jesse's dresser. So, of course, the cleaning lady gives it to Jesse's parents. And after a confrontation, Jesse denying the whole thing, he takes the joint and walks out of the house. His father has given him tons of chances, and he feels like a fool every time because Jesse ends up just doing the same thing again. And he ends up just putting his foot down. He's like, yeah, get out of our house. You need to leave. So while Jesse goes to get a taxi and is about to get in that taxi, Jake walks out the house, and it turns out the joint was actually his. 
and tells Jesse, thanks for not telling on me. He then asks for the joint back, and then Jesse takes the joint, throws it on the ground, and steps on it and rubs a shoe on it, gets it all over the place, and tells Jake that it's skunkweed anyway, gets in the taxi and drives off. So yeah, I don't know how old Jake is. He's probably like a middle schooler or something, but damn, that kid was doing weed. I guess they had some off-screen conversation where Jake was like, hey, I have weed, I need you to, you know, vouch for me and all that, or just, you know, take the blame, and Jesse, I guess, was like, all right. Walt tells Skyler that he's hesitant about getting treatment due to how overly expensive it all is, and he feels that maybe treatment isn't the best route because he doesn't want to leave her with debt after he dies. Walt Jr. then says to him, then why don't you just fucking die already? Just give up and die. The room goes silent as Skyler's in shock, but this puts it into perspective for Walt that the cancer doesn't just affect him, it affects his wife and it affects his son. We cut to Walt taking a drive and he starts to cough up blood, which causes him to pull over and then... He finds the same douchebag, Ken Wins, at the gas station, still talking on his Bluetooth earpiece, just being a complete pompous asshole. We even see him honk at an old lady who's taking too long to cross the walkway. So yeah, he's just a complete fucking douchebag. This sets Walt off. He's like, yeah, I'm fucking sick of this guy. He's such an asshole. So what does Walt do when Ken Wins goes into the gas station to talk with whoever he's talking with? Walt takes a squeegee off the rack, opens up Ken's hood, puts the squeegee on top of the car battery, then shuts the hood, setting the car into flames as he just casually walks away and then drives off. And that's the end of episode four. I was like, whoa. Like, <laughs> like it all happened so fast. Like I was just kind of set aback by it. Like, just, like, obviously... I wouldn't take a squeegee in the car battery and set a guy's car on fire. But yeah, that guy was an asshole. He needed some kind of wake-up call to be like, hey, stop being a douchebag. The world doesn't revolve around you. Obviously, this wasn't the best way to go about it. But uh, I certainly hope the guy learned his lesson or something. Maybe he'll learn that karma's a bitch or something. I don't know, man. This is the last time he appears in the first season, so I don't know whether or not he ends up popping up in the show again, but yeah, fuck that guy. Every episode so far has gotten more and more intense. I feel like they've just gotten better each time. Like, the first episode was great. Second episode kind of dipped a little bit. Third episode was pretty good. And then fourth episode really took things up. So at this point, I was hooked. Uh, initially... Uh, when I was doing this, I was writing the notes for each episode as I finished them. But then after I finished episode four, I was going to write all the notes and then go on to episode five. But I ended up just watching episodes four, five, six, and seven back to back to back to back and then writing the notes afterward because of the fact that I was like hooked at that point. I was like, all right, I got to know what happens next. Episode five, Gray Matter. Jesse tries to apply for a sales job, but gets denied because he doesn't have experience nor a college degree. He even points out in the interview that he has experience in sales, of course, referring to the fact that he's a drug dealer. But of course, he's not going to say that so that way he can keep the job. They try to get him to work in quote-unquote advertising, uh, which would have him in a costume waving around a sign. So of course, because of the fact that he doesn't want to feel humiliated, 
he walks out in anger. And it turns out he actually knows the guy that's waving around the sign. His name is Badger. This is the only episode in the first season that he's in. I have no idea whether or not he returns, but uh, he is in this episode, and it is pretty notable for a little bit. Uh, They go and smoke a joint in the alley. Badger is doing the job because he's on probation and has to prove that he is rehabilitated, which is ironic because him and Jesse are out in an alleyway smoking a joint. Jesse tells Badger that he's considering retirement in regards to cooking meth after he had a partner that stopped working with him and he just had no no motivation to do it anymore. Meanwhile, Walt and Skyler go to a party for Elliot, who is Walt's old business partner. They founded a company together called Gray Matter Technologies, hence the name of the episode. Elliot is married to a woman named Gretchen. Uh, that is notable uh, later in the episode, uh, but I will get to that. Uh, Walt goes exploring in the house to see all of Elliot's books and frame newspaper articles. Uh, and I also wrote in here, like I just said, the episode is called Gray Matter because he runs a business called Gray Matter Technologies. I guess for some unknown reason, uh, Walt left the company, but uh, we do get to that a little bit. We don't learn everything. Walt runs into an old business partner of his at the party who tells his colleagues that Walt was a master in crystallography, which of course is notable because he is making the most pristine crystal meth on the scene as far as the DEA can see. We find out that Walt and Elliot founded Gray Matter Technologies together, but Walt stepped away and gravitated more toward education to where someone asks him what university. And Walt is a little upset by this because of the fact that he's not at a university. He's a high school chemistry teacher. Walt gets Elliot a package of Young Good Ramen, which he says was the key to their success as they lived off of this for 10 months straight as broke college students, and also asks him how he got it as he thought it had been outlawed years ago, which was a little confusing to me, like, why the fuck would you outlaw ramen? But it also kind of reminded me of that whole episode of iCarly with the Canadian fat cakes and how they're banned in the U.S. Elliot offers Walt a job at Grey Matter Technologies because they both missed the good old days, and they had a nice little conversation about it. However, Walt tells Elliot that he has personal complicated issues, and then Elliot says that they have the best health insurance, which with no context seems out of left field, but it seems like Skylar told him about the cancer, because earlier in the episode, you can see Skylar over in the distance talking to Elliot, and Walt doesn't really seem too happy about this. Walt confronts Skylar about how she wanted to see if Elliot would offer to pay for Walt's treatment, which he declined because he doesn't want people to pay for it. Meanwhile, Jesse decides to partner up with Badger to try and recreate the crystal meth that he and Walt made. Walt Jr. also gets busted for trying to get someone to buy him beer, and it turns out it was a cop. Walt Jr. calls Hank, pretending he's his son and not his nephew, so that way he'd get out of it. Hank also asks Walt Jr. why he didn't just call his father, uh, instead calling Hank, claiming that he was his father, and that Walt would probably be offended by that. Hank brings Walt Jr. home, says he doesn't want Skyler telling Walt that Walt Jr. got busted for trying to buy beer because he thinks it's just him lashing out after finding out that his dad is sick. And then he says first the pot because they all thought Walt Jr. was smoking it. But Skyler says she was talking about Walt, who said that he'd liked it. So they decide that they're going to have an intervention with Walt to basically tell them how they feel about how the cancer has made him act all weird and how, you know, everything's going all crazy and that they believe that pot isn't the answer because there's this whole stigma around marijuana because it's 2008 in Albuquerque, New Mexico. 
Back to Jesse and Badger, they try to replicate the crystal myth. And even with Jesse's newfound knowledge on basic chemistry, it just wasn't the same. Jesse throws it out because it's not up to the standard, which he explains to Badger, even though Badger says that he would smoke it himself. And after the third round of pseudo, Badger gets pissed as Jesse tries to throw it out a third time. They start beating the shit out of each other, which breaks a ton of the equipment and leaves the RV a mess. Jesse then ditches Badger in the desert. Badger also had a crossbow for some fucking reason and uh, decides to shoot the RV, but is unsuccessful. We cut back to Walt's house where the intervention is about to go down. And Skylar tells Walt that all she wants for him is to get the chemotherapy treatment. So that way it would keep him alive. But Hank and Marie also beg to differ because they feel it may not be the best choice because of how miserable a lot of people in chemo are. Walt Jr. calls Walt a pussy because he feels he's giving up on him. Walt feels that he's never really been able to make his own choices in life and that he doesn't want to go through with chemotherapy because he doesn't want to feel like a walking corpse in the sense that he won't be able to function properly and that he'll just be artificially alive with Skylar cleaning up after him. And he doesn't want to go down that way because he knows that'll be how his family remembers him and he just doesn't want that. However, the next morning after sleeping on it, Walt decides he's going to attend chemotherapy. He goes for his first session, and then we cut to Walt going to Jesse's house. But before he can get out of the car, he gets a phone call from Elliot. At least he thinks it's Elliot, but when he picks up the phone, it's Gretchen, Elliot's wife. She tells him that she's so sorry about the cancer and that she's always here for him. Gretchen wants Walt to take the money because as far as she's concerned, that's his money. And he tells her that he's not going to take it. Gretchen then asks him the question, is this about you and me? Which might allude to the fact that Walt and Gretchen have a history together. And that may have even been the reason why Walt left the company. And Elliot ended up marrying Gretchen instead. That's my theory. Uh, I might be right on that. I might not be. I don't know. I haven't seen the rest of the show. But I guess we'll find out at some point. Walt tells her while he appreciates the offer, he's not going to take their money and tells them that the insurance pulled through after all, which of course is a fucking lie because Walt asked Jesse if he wants to cook again because now I guess he's made the decision that he's already so deep into the fact that not only did he kill two people, but also made over $4,000 on crystal meth already and that's a lot of money and there's a lot of potential with that, especially because of seeing it on the news and how much money was confiscated from these drug dealers. So he eventually, I guess, comes to terms and realizes, yeah, I guess I'm in this for the long run. And that's why he agrees to chemotherapy. So that way the money can fund it. And that way the rest of the money will be going to his family after he passes on. My, oh my, what an episode. After seeing that phone call take place, it seems like Walt is now committed. Like, there's there's no turning back at this point. Like, he's, he's fully in on it at this point. And, I mean, yeah, you've already killed two people. You might as well go all out. Episode 6 is called Crazy Handful of Nothing. The episode opens with Walt entering the RV for the first time since the desert incident of Jesse and Badger. Uh, seeing the mess inside after Jesse and Badger got into a brawl, Walt sets it straight for Jesse and that the chemistry is going to be his part of the operation. 
Jesse's to deal with the buyers. He doesn't want to see them nor hear from them. And that no matter what happens, no more bloodshed, no more violence. Although despite the fact that he's saying this, we also cut back and forth to a now bald Walter White walking away from a building that just exploded with a dirty, bloody bag of money in his hand. So uh, that was the introduction to this episode. And Walt still has hair on his head in the beginning. So I was like, all right, is this like a cut to like a couple episodes in advance or what's going on here? Uh, but then I also made the idea that maybe it is also the same episode because a similar introduction took place in the first episode, the pilot. So I was wondering, okay, maybe he shaves his head in this episode. Who knows? So, of course, I had to keep watching. At this point, I was like 100% in, by the way. Like I, like, I was like, all right, like some crazy shit's about to happen in this episode if this is the way they're starting it. Walt tells Skyler that he got his first check from Elliot and then he put it right into his personal credit union account, which, as the audience we know, is not the case, as he is now making his money through dealing crystal meth. Walt deposits a check for $1,900 and asks not to deposit it until the following Monday, so it doesn't look too suspicious. Walt is still teaching at this point, by the way. He's, he's still got his teaching job, which is pretty, pretty crazy. I, I figured that he would have left at this point, but no, he actually is still going most days, I guess and talks to his students about explosions, specifically the explosion that occurs due to fulminated mercury, which is actually foreshadowing to an event later in the episode. I didn't realize this at the time, uh, although I could have made that assumption because of the fact that we saw the introduction for the episode. Uh, but yeah, that is some pretty good foreshadowing, I will say. Walt then excuses himself uh, to then throw up in the men's room, and Hugo, the janitor, offers to clean it. Hugo is actually very nice to Walt, and this is pretty notable because of what happens later in the episode. We cut to a group therapy session where Skylar and Walt Jr. express that they are wondering why Walt has been coming home so late every day. And Walt explains that he likes to have alone time in order to process everything that's going on with him in regards to the cancer, that it's very hard for him. He tells them he likes to go on walks after work and really enjoys the nature of cacti and vegetation and how it's very therapeutic for him. Of course, this is all fucking bullshit, as we know, but, I mean, hey, you gotta lie in order to keep going, I guess. We got to him cooking meth in the desert. Of course, this is what he's actually doing instead of taking long walks, uh, but nearly passes out after he goes outside to get some air. Uh, Jesse notices a red dot on his chest, which he knows is cancer-related because his aunt went through the same thing a few years prior. Now he understands why Walt is cooking meth in the first place, so that he can have money for his family when he passes on. Jesse tells Walt that she only lasted seven months after the diagnosis, as Walt was curious as to how long she lasted after she was diagnosed with cancer. Walt tells Jesse to finish the batch so he can recollect. Jesse's a little hesitant about this, but goes through with it anyway. Hank receives the confiscated gas mask back from Quantico, and it turns out they found remnants of old writing on the inside that used to say property of J.P. Wynn Chemistry Lab, which is Walt's school. We cut to a montage of Jesse selling the meth, also smoking some of it. Jesse brings back $2,600 to Walt as he's only been able to sell the meth in small quantities. Walt isn't satisfied with this because of how big the risk is and how he's not making enough money since, of course, he is breaking the law, and he demands Jesse to find a distributor. 
so that way they can sell it by the pound and make way more money faster. Jesse says he knew someone that could until Walt killed him. It turns out Domingo's replacement in all of this, his name is Tuco, and he's badass from what Jesse hears. Jesse explains to Walt that he can't just waltz in and make a deal. He has to have connections and a voucher, which he doesn't have since they're dead, and that Tuco isn't just going to do business with someone he doesn't know. Walt goes through another session of chemotherapy, and he writes another check saying not to deposit until the following Monday. We then cut to Walt vomiting in the men's room again. Hugo gives him some gum. Walt then has a surprise visitor after school ends. It turns out it's his brother-in-law, Hank, asking him work-related questions. And then he pulls out the gas mask that was left behind in the desert. He shows him the gas mask and explains that it was used to cook meth, and it was found near Domingo's abandoned vehicle. And it turns out that Domingo is a confidential informant, meaning that he rats out people in order to stay out of prison and continue to do these things. Now, the police do presume that he's dead, as we already know, but they do have questions about the whole situation because not everything adds up. Walt claims he doesn't know anything about it, of course, and gives Hank a look through the storeroom and inventory list because, of course, why would he not? Like, that would make him more suspicious. They discover that a bunch of materials are missing from the storeroom as Hank is going through the inventory list and sees that a bunch of items are missing. Meanwhile, Walt gets a phone call from Jesse saying that he actually found a connection to Tuco through one of his friends that we saw previously, so they go to pay him a visit and sling a pound of meth. Tuco makes Jesse take a hit before taking one for himself, and Tuco loves the meth. Jesse wants $35,000 for the pound. Tuco says he'll get the money, but Jesse was told he'd get it up front. Tuco then beats the shit out of Jesse, nearly beating him to death and putting him in the hospital. We cut to the next day, and we see Hank arresting Hugo at the school. It turns out that maintenance were suspects in the possible stealing of the lab equipment because of the fact that they have keys. And at this point, we're not really sure why he's getting arrested, but we then find out that Walt is going to be taking some time off of work and that there will be a substitute for a few weeks. At this family gathering, Hank also reveals that Hugo was arrested because they believed that he stole the lab equipment, at least at first, because they said he fit the profile. And it turned out that he had a criminal record for a marijuana possession and that they found a blunt in his car. He also had a lot of weed in his house after they got a search warrant, but he didn't steal the lab equipment. At the same time, Hank is using phrases to Walt during their little card game, such as, are you hiding something or you're a bad liar? but it was in reference to the game they were playing. Of course, this made Walt paranoid because he thought Hank was possibly onto him. We cut to Walt taking a shower and a good chunk of his hair falls out as a result of the chemotherapy. He tries to call Jesse, but to no avail. At this point, he doesn't know that Jesse got the shit beaten out of him. He then tries to call again and his friend picks up and tells him that Jesse's in the hospital. Walt goes to visit, asks his friend to tell him everything he knows about Tuco. And this is where Walt plans to find out everything he can about this man. And after taking his pills and noticing a huge bald spot on the side of his head, he decides that he's going to go all out and shave his head. So yes, he does end up shaving his head in this episode, and that was teased in the beginning. Now I knew for a fact that this stuff probably happens in this episode, especially since we see Jesse going into that building that was shown in the beginning I had a feeling something was going to go down and Walt was doing some crazy shit that I was about to see unfold. 
Walt goes to Tuco's place to confront him, bringing what appears to be crystal meth. When Tuco asks his name, Walt officially dons the persona of Heisenberg, which I have seen practically everywhere due to all of the memes, and this is the first time the name is dropped. I've seen Heisenberg constantly, and I, I figured that was Walt's, like, drug dealer name or whatever. I didn't really know the exact context or anything, but uh, I had a feeling it was going to be something along the lines of that, and I was correct. Heisenberg demands $50,000 from Tuco, 35000 for the pound that he stole, and another 15000 for Jesse's pain and suffering. Tuco thinks Heisenberg brought more meth, and it turns out that it's fulminated mercury which he throws just a small piece onto the ground. We get like this slow-mo shot of him slamming it onto the ground, causing a huge explosion in the room, breaking all the windows, knocking an air conditioner down to the ground. Walt then threatens to drop the rest of the bag as he has an entire fucking bag of it in his hands. And this causes Tuco to finally give in and give him the money. Tuco explains that the meth sold faster than anything he'd ever seen. He says he wants another pound next week. Heisenberg tells him that one pound won't cut it, as he'll have to take two because of the fact that the risk is too much for the amount of money that he'd be getting otherwise. Heisenberg slowly exits the building as everyone watches him in shock, holding this bag of money. So yeah, that scene in the beginning did happen in this episode. He then gets in his car drives away and has a little moment where he's like, yes, yes, like he's just livid at all of this. He's he's taken on this entire new persona at this point. He's like so deep in this situation that I guess he doesn't give a shit what happens. Like at this point, he might as well just go all out. Episode seven, a no rough stuff type deal. This is the season finale. Although I actually didn't know that going in. I figured that season one would have 13 episodes. But no, it only has seven. Uh, the episode opens with the DEA making a statement at a school meeting regarding the theft of the stolen lab equipment and the arrest of Hugo. Parents asking lots of questions about how Hugo even got a job there in the first place because of the fact that he had a criminal record. Uh, and even though there was a background check, he still got the job anyway. Some parents start asking about Strip searches and all that kind of stuff being all like overprotective of their kids and shit saying like, oh, like, oh, these drugs are crazy. Some parents like, oh, I heard about this school in Canada and they found a bunch of kids on LSD. And then some parent was like, when were you going to tell us about the LSD? And then the, the administrator is like, oh, no one said anything about LSD. And it becomes this whole thing. And meanwhile, uh, Walt is trying to distract Skylar from all of this. Uh, by pleasuring her under the table. Walt is then asked to make a statement about the stolen equipment uh, where he lists all of the items uh, that have been missing from the inventory. And while he's listing this off, we then cut to later on where Walt and Skylar are having like crazy rough sex in their car. Skylar asks where that came from and why it was so damn good. And Walt says, because it was illegal showing that he's so deep into this hole he's put himself in that nothing matters and that he might as well just keep his wife happy so that he can continue to make and sell all this crystal meth because if she becomes suspicious, then it's over. After the intro, we cut to a real estate agent giving a tour of Jesse's house as he's looking to sell it. 
Notably, she says, think of all the stuff you can do down here when bringing the people down to the basement since Walt killed Domingo there after holding him hostage for a few days. They notice the ceiling has just been patched up and is still leaking paint. The agent says it's a bit of a fixer, but the house has great bones. After getting out of the hospital, Jesse has been sleeping in the RV because of the real estate agent giving tours of the house, as well as being paranoid of living in that house because of two people dying in it. At the same time, he is completely unaware of the situation that happened between Walter and Tuco. And he doesn't believe Walt when he says that they came to an agreement. Jesse also hates Tuco because of what he did to him, calling him an ass clown, which I thought was pretty funny. Jesse then points out that they won't be able to get enough pseudo to make two pounds of meth a week. And then we cut to a meeting with the oncologist, where Skylar asks if Walt being more frisky is due to the chemo working, showing that she has no idea what's really going on. She also wonders if Eastern healing and alternative medicine is an option. The oncologist says as long as it doesn't interfere with the chemo, then anything should be welcome. Walt and Jesse have their first meeting with Tuco to exchange meth and money. This is the first time Heisenberg dons his signature flamenco hat, I think it's called. I don't know, I'm trying to remember what it was called in Tomodachi life, because I remember seeing like a bunch of Walter White Mies with the same hat. They meet in a junkyard, and Jesse isn't too fond of that, as he feels it's too cliche. He feels like he's in a movie or something. And Tuco arrives and says the same thing. He's like, why are we all the way out here? Did they close the mall or something? Walt and Jesse give Tuco only half a pound. Walt says he wants the full $70,000, though, and to consider it a capital investment. They agree to $65,000. Tuco wants the full two pounds, although Walt only says that he'll be able to give 1.875 pounds, and then ends it with asking him if he can handle four pounds, which, of course, shocks Jesse nearly makes him take his sunglasses off and being like, what the fuck did you just do? And this is where Walt comes up with a plan to use an alternative method to cook the meth that will save them lots of time and money. Then we get the the meme moment of the, the yeah science gif that I've seen for like a number of years. I had no idea it was from Breaking Bad and now I do. Walt gives Jesse a shopping list. He's overwhelmed and Walt is now fully in and tries to convince Jesse to go through with it, saying that this is the first day of the rest of your life and you're the only person that can do this. So he eventually gives in. We cut to Skylar's baby shower and Walt Jr. is recording everything on a camcorder. Marie calls the baby Esmeralda. We actually find out that they have decided on the name Holly. Walt then talks to the camera, saying he loves her and thinks about her all the time, and that whatever she does, she has a family that loves her and cares about her very much, which was very sweet. Then Walt Jr. zooms in on some boobs on the family video, which I thought was a little weird, but whatever, he's a, he's a teenager, he's being a little pervy. It's supposed to be for laughs. Marie gives Skylar a very expensive tiara for the baby, and Skylar is very taken aback by this because of how expensive it was. During this, you can also see Hank's hesitation and worry about the situation because of how expensive it was and asks Walt if he has anything stronger than beer. So they go outside and have some liquor and Hank pulls out some cigars. Walt asks for one and points out that he already has lung cancer because Hank asks him if that's even a good idea. And it turns out they're Cuban cigars, which in fact are illegal. Hank says that he got them from doing a favor for an FBI agent. Walt says to Hank how it's funny where they draw the line between what's legal and what's illegal. And Walt believes that it's arbitrary. 
Hank points out that meth used to be an over-the-counter drug in every pharmacy before it was outlawed, arguing that some things are or have been legal that shouldn't be, and even asks him about pot because they had that whole intervention. Skylar tells Walt that she's going to return the tiara because she feels that Marie spent too much money on it. Walt is now also researching alternative medicine and tells Skylar he's going to go to a sweat lodge because he wants to experience it, and maybe it'll be some kind of new experience that could maybe help him heal and things like that and stay more calm about the situation. This is a lie, however, as Walt is going to take this weekend to get the materials he needs to cook four pounds of meth for Tuco. Jesse was able to get everything on the list except for the methylamine, which he says that he found some guys who can steal it, but they want $10,000, which he doesn't have due to him spending all this money on the rest of the equipment that they needed. The only reason they want so much is because of how highly guarded the facility is. So instead, they plot to steal it themselves. Skylar attempts to return the tiara from where she believes Marie bought it, and it turns out the tiara is stolen, and they bring Skylar into an office. Skylar goes Karen mode to get out of the situation and pretends to go into labor. Then she calls Marie, leaves her a voicemail, and it turns out Marie starts ignoring her. So she gets really angry about this. Meanwhile, Walt and Jesse arrive on the scene to steal the methylamine, and they also lock a security guard in a porta potty, which I thought was pretty funny. They took like fucking bungee cords and wrapped them around and uh, left the guy because, you know, he just had to go to the bathroom and now he's stuck in a porta potty while they steal this methylamine. They go in expecting to find gallon jugs and they can't find any, so they end up taking an entire barrel of methylamine. After bringing it back, the RV breaks down the next morning and they decide to cook meth in the basement instead. Walt tells Jesse to call the real estate agent to make sure she doesn't come back at any point that day. Unfortunately, her phone is in her car, however, as she's actually in front of the house at that very moment putting up banners and streamers because of the fact that they're hosting an open house. Walt tells Jesse that he's planning on making four and a half pounds so that they would have two to pay back Tuco, and the rest will put them at more than $40,000 ahead of what they expected each. Walt wants to make as much money as possible from the situation. A kid tries to open the basement door, and Walt tells her to shh as he slowly closes the door. Their operation might be compromised as he realizes, yeah, there's an open house going on right now. What the fuck are we going to do? Meanwhile, Skylar finds Marie in a clothing store and confronts her for stealing the tiara. Marie claims she doesn't know anything about it and completely brushes it off, shrugs her shoulders, and acts completely innocent like nothing happened. But clearly she's been avoiding Skylar because Skylar sent her 15 voicemails and even left through the back way of her office just to escape Skylar. And then Marie makes up this thing that she was just leaving for lunch or something. So clearly it's a little suspicious. Back to the open house, one of the guests smells a funny odor, which causes the real estate agent to take some air freshener and spray it. Obviously, she knows that the house isn't in the best shape, but she's doing the best that she can. And uh, honestly, I, I feel horrible for this woman. Someone tries to get in the basement, which causes Jesse to yell in his face and kick everyone out of the house and tell them it's no longer for sale. We then cut to Walt coming home from the quote-unquote sweat lounge, and Skylar smells something funny on Walt. And he says it's just Navajo herbs. Skylar tells Walt that Marie stole the tiara. And Walt tries to reason with Skylar, telling her that even though what she did may have been illegal, she was doing it 
for a family member. And Skylar is appalled by this because this does not sound like her husband. And she thinks, what is that, justify stealing? And then he asks her what she would do if it were him. Would you divorce me? Would you call the police? And she says to him, you don't want to find out. And then they kiss and go to bed. The next day, Walt and Jesse meet with Tuco again, giving him the new methylamine-infused crystal meth. It's a little blue, though, so Tuco is a little hesitant. Walt then explains to Tuco that they used a different chemical process, but everything is still pure. Tuco is satisfied, as he loves it, and says, make it pink, blue, green, yellow, whatever. Just keep cooking that shit. This man knows how to cook. He's really hyping him up. But then his associate, Nodos, says, just remember who you're working for, which causes Tuco to blow a fuse because he doesn't like people speaking for him. Heisenberg tells him to relax. He then laughs that off and proceeds to beat the shit out of Nodos, brutally beating him, bloodying his face up, getting blood all over his knuckle, and he shows it off like, wow, look at me, like, whoa, that's what's up. He gets all, like, hype about it because he's on fucking meth. And they just have to sit back and watch this guy get the shit beaten out of him. And then they drive off and his other associate just picks him up and drags him into the car. And they just watch in shock as they drive off. And that's where the episode ends as they walk out of the junkyard. And that, my friends, is the end of season one of Breaking Bad. What? A freaking finale for season one. Uh, I didn't realize that this was the end of the season as it's only the seventh episode, but I guess the first season was a bit shorter. Uh, But I guess the show got really popular because it got four more seasons uh, with them being nearly double the length of the first season. As for what I think of the season overall, while I feel the first few episodes were a little slow, I feel like the show really picks up in episode four. And after that, I was completely hooked, especially after episode six's event with Heisenberg threatening Tuco with fulminated mercury. I'm really enjoying this show so far, and I'm in it until the end. I'm absolutely fucking hooked. I'm loving this so far. And the crazy part is we haven't even met Gus or Mike or Saul Goodman yet. So, like, dude, like, this shit is just getting started. I'll be covering season two in early January 2023. Uh, Once I get all of the end of the year episodes out, uh, that will probably be one of the first episodes you see in January in the start of 2023. Uh, But yeah, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed my discussion on the first season of Breaking Bad. Uh, Like I said, I'm not as knowledgeable on everything with the show as it is my first time tuning in so uh so like i said so far i'm really enjoying it so uh let me know what you guys thought of season one of breaking bad uh let me know what you thought of each episode in the comments and uh we'll have a discussion all about the first season Uh, i can't wait to keep watching i'm probably going to start watching it right after i get this episode out so yeah thank you all for tuning in i hope you enjoyed uh be sure to hit that like button hit the subscribe button hit the bell I've got some really cool stuff coming up for the end of the year as well as into uh, 2023. There's a lot of really great stuff coming up. Uh, So, yeah, with that said, thank you all so much for tuning in. Be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. If you're listening on audio platforms, make sure to leave a review, leave a rating. I'd really appreciate it. Um, With that said, thank you all so much for tuning in, listening, watching, and uh, I'll catch you all in the next one. Take it easy.
Peace.